All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. As we mentioned, a couple of uh, uh, potentially very important cases being heard by the Supreme Court regarding social media and objectionable content or what some of these platforms deem to be objectionable and what is essentially moderation on these websites and uh, how those states can enforce certain laws. And to talk about that with us, Thane Rosenbaum, uh, CBS News legal analyst, joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Good morning, Thane. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Amy. Okay, so for many, many years, being online, if you were in, say, a message board, there have been what we call moderators, people who are charged with looking at the content, and if they found something to be objectionable or hateful or whatever, they would remove it. And that's been the way things have worked for many, many years, and nobody had a problem with that. In social media, there's a similar thing that some of these companies do by moderating misinformation or hateful content, and Texas and Florida want to make it more difficult to do that. So tell us about these cases. Well, Chris, they, the, what you're describing, by the way, in Europe is much more highly regulated than the United States. For the most part, the uh, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act provided an immunity to civil liability to Internet platforms to not be sued for the content that they post. So they have always benefited from an immunity that has been a question and you know that that is part of what this discussion is about uh, florida and, uh, and texas passed laws in part because they said that it wasn't about uh, objectionable material it was about censorship that conservative leaders political leaders like donald trump was as you remember infamously kicked off of twitter uh viewpoints that were considered you know conservative so those those States were primarily because they're red states for the most part. Were concerned about picking sides, taking deplatforming opinions that were disfavored by uh, the, uh, the the social media company or the search engine or whatever it is. Um, and so the real question then becomes: uh, Are there First Amendment issues here? Uh, are uh, these internet platforms like newspapers or broadcasting networks? who have a First Amendment right to say whatever they want and to favor whatever opinions they want. You can't go to your show and say, we want to hear about these opinions instead of other opinions. Your show, it's a privately owned company, and the First Amendment only applies when the government tries to stop you from speaking, not when a private company stops you from speaking. So are is Facebook, is YouTube, are they essentially like newspapers? And radio stations and TV stations where they have First Amendment rights to whatever opinion they want and moderate content or or are they more like common carriers, uh, you know, like uh, railway, rail, railroads or telephones? Telephones is a good example. Right. You, you can't discriminate. You're just the machine itself. We we make it available to you and we don't say you can ride in the subway. I mean, on this railroad and you can't. Um, 
you know, or uh, shopping centers, for instance, where if they let people hand out certain flyers, right, uh, you can't, under public accommodation laws, you can't stop one person's flyer versus another flyer. So that's really what the Supreme Court needs to decide. Uh, how do we treat Internet and social media companies? Do we treat them like they're in the business of speaking or are they in the business of like a public square where you let everyone get up on a soapbox? You can't stop someone. You let everyone. And maybe Facebook is today's public square. So, OK, but, you know, you, you say using a railway, for example, um, you can't discriminate uh, uh, against who gets to be on that. I've been on a train before and they kick somebody off for being drunk. So how if, if you can't just do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, even on what is considered a public utility like a railway. Yeah, but that's di- that's different. You're not being discriminated because of who you are. It's because of your conduct. Right. Well, yeah, yeah that's, con- that's what I would say the moderation is. It's conduct, and no, then you get, you get it isn't? That's not what this is about. That's why I said, I said Europeans are much stricter. Like, for instance, in the United States, you can learn how to make a bomb uh, from YouTube. Uh, you can in Europe. Uh, last year, the Supreme Court heard a case just about, like, just like about that. They ended up ruling surprisingly in favor, nine to zero, in favor of the Internet companies. I suspect the Internet companies are going to win this case also. But no, I mean, conduct is one thing. Content is another thing. Right. So you're, if you want to limit the discussion to, uh, you know, things that are like the equivalent of a drunk passenger, that's one thing. But that's not what Florida was looking. Now, you're right. The Supreme Court is concerned that it may be overbroad. So it might include the drunkard and the person that's making a speech against the war or something. But the, the initial uh, premise of the land, the la- again, the reason these laws were passed is because of the deplatforming of conservative views, the moderation of opinions that li- that basically pushed out progressive uh, ideas and rejected or buried conservative. That's why they passed the law. They didn't pass the law because they thought someone was getting on and, you know, it, putting up obscenity on the website. Yeah, and this is kind of going back to how we view the platforms as publishers or a public square. Part of me feels like the platforms themselves, whether it's a Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg, they made this bed. They made this bed by being private companies but posited themselves as a public square, saying this is an issue of free speech, when really, as you pointed out, free speech has to do with the government either stopping you from speaking or compelling you to speak versus a company like Twitter, which to me, I've always said this, that the way, and I know Jack Dorsey doesn't run it anymore, but in the past, the way Twitter operated was whatever people got upset about and made Jack Dorsey uncomfortable, he would take down because there was just too much out there for them to moderate all of it. It's why the CCP could put junk on Twitter or you could have the Supreme Leader of Iran saying stuff, but then Donald Trump, he got kicked off. Well, it's because I... I personally think it's because their policy was whatever makes the CEO uncomfortable. It was it should never have been posited as a public square or a free speech issue because ultimately they were companies. Right. But again, uh, Amy, um, 
you know, the question really is, maybe we are living, I mean, this was part of the argument yesterday, maybe we're living in a time where there really aren't public squares. There's just this, right? No one goes to the public square so that these entities ended up uh, uh, acquiring uh, quasi-governmental functions, even though they're not the government. They're tantamount to the government because this is the pub, this is the de facto public square. So that's the argument that the states are, are making, that we need to be able to regulate you because you're the only game in town. Right. No one comes to our public square anymore. We have village greens all over the country, but no one puts a soapbox down to make a speech anymore. So you now became that. And that's why we have the power to regulate you. And you're not a business in the sense that you don't really create content. You're curating content. So you're really not like a newspaper. It's one thing if you're a newspaper and you have writers. You don't have writers. You have just people sitting around there monitoring Monitoring is not expressive. That's one argument to say it's very different. Now, the companies are saying, no, it is. If you curate something, you're exp- it's as if you're speaking. But that's actually one of the arguments, again, a little in the weeds and nuance, but an interesting argument is moderating, curating. You know, like, for instance, in a bookstore, I think this came up yesterday in one of the arguments. One of the justices said, well, if I own a bookstore and I put some books up front to make it easier for you to buy because I'm recommending it. Am I at that point, am I exercising that kind of control that that means that I'm, you know, I'm now I am essentially a newspaper. I'm not writing anything, but by moving books, make it closer to you, which is basically marketing. Right. So I guess that that's, you know, it's a very complicated mm-hmm. question. And I don't think I think the telephone and the railroad, those are not bad arguments. Um, by the way, that happened last year. I didn't get a chance to finish what happened last year. The Supreme Court heard cases uh, where people lost their loved ones to terrorism. And they brought one family in particular. They sent their daughter to Paris to study abroad. And she was killed in a hail of bullets from ISIS. And the parents brought lawsuits against YouTube and whatever a number of different companies saying we lost our daughter because your platform allows people to recruit ISIS fighters. That's how they do it. They don't, you know, and so therefore we're holding you as if you aid in an event of the crime. One of the justices said, no, we don't actually think that's what it is. We think they're more like a telephone. Hmm. You know, they're, they're not really doing anything other than providing the platform. And they, again, they, we're a very free speech oriented government uh, law legal system. So it wouldn't be surprising, again, if the Internet companies defeat Florida and Texas in their efforts to regulate because we believe ultimately in free speech. But if there is an argument to be made of what harms can come from these things and to what restrictions, because if you are if you have political views, as you said, that are, are not in alignment with Jack Dorsey, why can't I get a hearing on Twitter just because he doesn't like me? Thane Rosenbaum, we appreciate it. Every time we talk to you, we feel uh, like we've gotten information. <laughs> and that's what we're here. We're here to absorb. So thank you for visiting with us today. 
Great to be of help. Thank you. Thane Rosenbaum, CBS News legal analyst, visiting with us here on KMOX. That's Amy Marks Gores. I'm Chris Ranji. I kind of feel, Amy, like the premise is a little flawed as it comes to the idea that conservatives are being stifled because for there has not been a break in my entire social media life where I have not where I have not seen or been exposed to a yeah, lot of conservative viewpoints. But here, I see it all the time, and it's never it was, never stopped. Right, but it was a pretty big deal. There were two issues with Twitter that were big deals, and it doesn't mean that every conservative is stifled because week after week, Ben Shapiro is always on, like, seven of the top ten spots, right? Yep. However, we know, we know for a fact that Twitter made the wrong decision in a, in a censorship style decision to stop the New York Post Twitter account when the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing came out. Say what you will about Hunter Biden. It doesn't matter or you don't care. Fine. But Twitter made that decision to stop that story from the New York Post. That was wrong. And also people have legit questions when Twitter kicked Donald Trump off of the platform when you still have the CCP or the Supreme Leader of Iran uh spewing hateful, incorrect content. It's because nobody really cares about some of those CCP accounts or the Supreme Leader of Iran, but people cared about Donald Trump. That's why I said it did feel arbitrary. It's not that they are kicking off all conservative content, sure. but those two things, those yeah. were and big I, and I'm sure, mistakes. And I guarantee you that pro- progressives can make the same case that there are people they feel like have been silenced he wasn't in the, the president. past. So he wasn't the president. That's why it's a no. big deal. It, the president matters. And yeah, I, but I don't. I, I don't. Me, I highly. I do not believe for a second that these people who are making moderation decisions are going. Oh, that's a conservative. No, we'll we'll we're gonna we're gonna remove him. But this person has a progressive extreme idea. We're gonna let that. No, one stick. I don't think. I just that. don't believe that for a second. I don't think that. But you know how. If some if you your worldview is progressive and you say, listen, I don't discriminate against conservatives or progressives. We just don't want hate speech. What's going to happen is what you consider to be hate speech might fall overwhelmingly on the right side. And you can't you can't defend the Donald Trump slash New York Post decisions by Twitter. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.